0: Thank you for listening to My Best Living Pod. We are currently accepting applications for advertisement and sponsorships. You can reach us at My Best Living Pod or MyBestLivingPod at gmail.com. Thank you.
1: Welcome to another episode of my best 11 podcast. Today we have a Premier League winner with us, um, who's one of the few players not so big, one of the big clubs or the bigger clubs in England uh, to win the Premier League and also um, one of the most decorated managers in Luton's time as well. Um, So today we have Mike Newell. How are you, Mike? Good evening. I'm fine. Thanks, Andrew.
2: Good to meet you.
1: And yourself, and yourself. Marv, how are you? How are you? I'm good,
0: Andrew, thank you, because it's lunchtime. Or, yeah, lunchtime is here for the first time for me, while we're
1: recording these. Fantastic. So <laughs> what we'll do is we'll get cracking um, and we'll start off as ever, Mike. What we do is we always like to know the formation. Now, of course, you've been manager at a number of clubs um, and a number of continents as well. Um, I didn't realise you'd, you'd worked at, um, across across the world as a manager. So be quite intrigued to see your, um, your formation. I mean, what was it like managing across the world? A bit different to England or?
2: Saudi Arabia, yeah. Um, yeah, everything's different in Saudi Arabia. I can, I can assure you of that. It's, um, it's different. That's the, that's, the, that's the best thing I can say about it. I, I don't want to be rude at all, but the, the Saudis, um, the, the, I wouldn't say strange people because everywhere you go, you meet nice people. And um, there was a lot of nice people there uh, in the football club that I worked at. But they, they, they just seem to have some sort of arrogance about them, that they are above you and everybody's working for them, which is fine. Um, but a lot of the time they weren't even paying us. So it's it's, uh, it's not great when you're not getting paid and they're still looking down at you as, as workers. One thing I would say is I didn't know that it, they were... They were so enthusiastic about their football. It's the number one sport in in Saudi Arabia, and the kids, are, yeah, yeah, it's it. and the kids are obsessed. Is the word Marvin? Um, football. Every every cafe you go into, that they, they, they don't have bars, obviously because they don't serve alcohol, mm-hmm. but they have every cafe, every restaurant that you go on. There is a game of football on, whether it be from the Premier League, Germany, um, Saudi Arabia, it's, Saudi Arabia itself. It's um, it's a way of life for them, yeah. And I, 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 had no idea until I actually turned up there that that's the case. Interesting.
1: Would you have, um, if we would have allowed you to put players in who you were manager of as well as played with? Any players that have come close? No.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. The standard, the standard's not great. No. they, the, they think the standard's great, and they still drive around. They still drive around and they get paid the the same sort of ridiculous money that players get paid these days. And they still drive around in supercars and whatever. They are superstars in Saudi Arabia, don't get me wrong. Um, But the standard's nowhere near um, what what it is in Europe or what it is in, in England at the moment.
1: Um, Interesting. So my com- my question was actually related to, and I just went off in a segue. Formation. We'll keep to my best eleven structure. What formation are you going to go for?
2: Four four two. <laughs> four four have two. You ever, no. I, I, have you ever played drafts? Yeah. Uh, everyone yeah. has, they? Yeah. Well, you've got, you got you start with twelve drafts, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Three lines, three lines of four. Well, you you can't have twelve, obviously, because one of them's got to be a keeper, and one of them will be a sub. So, where would you take them two drafts that you've got to take off the board? Where where would you take your two drafts off?
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah. get off would the you side. If you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Off, well, I will. Me, I, I mean, off the sides. where would you,
2: be, well, where, where the, would you take them? The top the row. You top row. Yeah, one off the top row. Yeah, so that leave you with three off front. And where, yeah. where do you take the other one from? At the back. At the back, you take it out the back. You're just trying to be difficult, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> we're only we're only three minutes in, and you're trying to be difficult already. So where are you going to leave that big hole at the back? On which side are you going to leave that big hole on the in back? In the middle. In the middle. In the middle. Brilliant. <laughs> I wouldn't take it. I would not take it out the back, and I would not take it out the second row. So it would leave you with four, four, two. No, That's what no, I'm going no. to say. Know,
1: Excellent. So,
2: but <laughs> after Mars
1: <laughs> wound you up,
2: well, the system, your system, or whatever you set up with, is only is only before the kickoff. Yeah, you'll true. never play. Never, never during the match will you have four four two or four three three or yeah. three five two or whatever or whatever it is. You never at any stage will you have that. This is dead easy, This is dead easy. I'm not. I'm not obviously disrespecting any of those goalkeepers that I played with, and I played with some fantastic. But if you've thought about who I played with, Marvin, right? um, It's quite easy. I'll mention some of the lads who I played with first, like the likes of Tim Flowers at at Blackburn and Mimsy at uh, at Blackburn, Bobby Mims, Paul Cooper at um, Leicester, who used to save penalties before. Remember. Coops yeah. used to play, it, Rich Paul Cooper, yeah, um, and and they're a breed apart, as you know, Marvin. Goalkeepers are an absolute breed apart. So they were all Shea Given had just come to um, Blackburn B be before, not before I left, but the season before, um, and he was on the bench when we won the league. Shea Given, fantastic keeper. There, 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 were, there are loads of them, but is this one this at Everton? Is that, this is the lad at Everton and Wales. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. You got
0: big
2: it? Nef. Big, big Nef Nef. Yeah, big Yeah. At, at, at one stage, and it was probably just before I got there, maybe the, the 85 and 87 when they were winning the league. They won the league in 85 and 87 and they were in the cup finals, winning cup finals um, in 84. Nev, for me, was the best keeper in the world at one stage. Absolutely in the world. And I agree. When you see him train, when you've seen that you couldn't score past him in training, it, 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 was, it was that hard. He was that good. And you know how many goals you score in training. You play eight a sides, you play, you do shooting and crossing and, and whatever. You're scoring goals, scoring goals. It was impossible to score against him at once. At one stage. He was that good and he worked that hard. He came into the game late um, and they spotted him at Berry. No, I mean, it, I mean, I was one of the first goalkeepers
0: who stood out for me when I was growing up on watching TV and playing and stuff because he he was what I would call, he saved goals. Do you know what I mean, Newley? If there's someone that yeah. should be a goal, he'd save it. Yeah. And there's not many yeah. keepers who do that. He saved yeah. goals,
2: yeah. you know? It, well, it, particularly these days, they're all, they're all trying to start... They're all trying to start... The play through the goalkeeper and I don't know what they're doing particularly now that there's no fans in the stadium it, surely when the fans come back it's going to scare the living daylights out of some of these defenders and, and keepers because there's no way that you would play I, I watched the Arsenal keeper at Anfield a couple of weeks ago and he went and got it off the right back he left his goal went and got it off the right back and passed it across his goal through the six yard box across his goal to another defender, and Mane tried to slide in and missed it by a whisker. And I'm thinking, what is the game coming to? Who is it?
1: What, wasn't it that new Chelsea goalkeeper almost scored a literally yeah. almost scored an own goal trying to do the same thing? Well, he, he got must it have off been the about left a back. foot away.
2: He got it off the left back and he 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 turned it with his left back, with his left foot, and yeah. it almost it went out for a corner. Yeah, but he also put it in his own goal. Really, and he's the he's the <clears> one that they've just replaced the. The first one with which it was having a nightmare. So I, I don't understand it. How you want you, you want your keeper to keep the ball out of your, out the net? That that is yeah. your number one priority. And if it comes back to him, I'm saying kicky, kicky. There's a difference. Well, there's a difference between playing back to your keeper because you've intercepted it, Marvin, and you've got yourself yeah. between the, the attacker and the keeper. Uh, and you using your keeper, mm. but you don't want him to start the play. I, I I wouldn't be giving it to the keeper at any level to start the play, uh, to pass it around his own box or to pass it out to a midfield player who who's got his back to play. I I, I just don't understand it at all.
1: So, no, I, I I'm I'm agreeing. I'm actually totally agreeing with you. Watching it, it's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I, well, I agree with everything what Neely says, but. The keepers of today are technically really good, newly. So they they should be able to handle the ball. You yeah. have to handle the ball. But I agree with what you're saying. They shouldn't but be Neville, passing the ball for the sake of passing it. I'm
2: telling you, you now, Neville Southall could play out in the eight of sides. He was that good, striking a ball and playing. Neville, could, Neville was well ahead of his time in terms right. of receiving the ball and playing and dropping it on sixpence out from getting it off his right back and pinging it over to his left back. Neville could do all that, but Neville didn't do all that because that wasn't happening at the time. But I, I, I'm not having it. The first thing they tell you at school, like we're talking 9, 10, 11 years old, I know they take them in at 5 and 6 now, which is crazy. But the first thing they tell them, at, at tell you at 10 and 11 is never pass it across your own goal. And at Liverpool, where I trained from when I was 11 years old, 12 years, 11 or 12 years old, till I was 18 when they released me they 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 used to say don't pass square and if you have to pass back the next ball goes forward whether it be into midfield or whether it goes forward to the to a forward and and they were the best team in Europe at the time and and we are talking about we're talking about uh, Ronnie Moran uh, Joe Fagan these are the coaches uh, Roy Evans the people who were coaching us they were they were coaching and working with the best team in Europe at the time, and they said never pass square, and if it goes back, if you have to pass back, the next one goes forward. That's now, a really easy message. It's an easy message for players though, because players sometimes but, get confused. Andrew, the game is simple, and the more you complicate it, the more the the more problems you you have. The, the better players that you play with, the, the simpler you they keep the game. Yeah, that's true. That is true. One hundred percent true yeah definitely but, but that's what they see that that's because they see things and and I I, I I i would never have myself down as 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 one of those um top top players in in the premier league or whatever the the, the longer i played and the better players i played with the better i be, became because it, it's what you've got around you and you pick things up from good players uh vision vision wise they've got a picture the, the best players have got a picture in their head before the ball comes to them. They've got a. they, they know where everybody is. And I, and I I learned that as the be, the older I got, that when I got to 26, 27, 28, I think I was reaching my peak then because I had a picture in me, picture in my head and awareness of players. And obviously the better players you play with and against the better player you become. That That's the same in any sport, I think. No, definitely,
1: definitely talking to good players. Let's get them to right back, left right back, back, whichever one you want to go to.
2: Yeah. Which one? So we got, we got banks in goal, <laughs> <laughs> right backs. Yeah. And um, well, Tim Breaker was Tim Breaker was when I joined Luton, he was like well ahead of his time in terms of getting up and down that flank. Yeah. Um he, he would he would the the whole length of that um, that pitch and a Road, he would be up and down. He was he was a running and, and in training he was ahead of his time in in terms of fitness uh tim the the, the the game obviously developed into a athletic more athletic the year as the years went on more and more athletic tim was well ahead of his time tim was one of them that, that i i, I, I was 20, 21 you couldn't keep up with tim at times in training you know and he used to bomb up and down bomb up and down um was night. it briegel
0: i think was it briegel the german that's what his nickname was Brie- hans briegel was it
2: was he a yeah. German? Yeah yeah. Hans yeah, yeah. That was Tim's. It wasn't Griegel, no. It was it Griegel? No, I don't know. Something like the sound of something like down. that. Socks down. Did he have his socks down? Well, he did at the end of the match. I remember that. Well, he's a
0: fullback. He's a, yeah. And yeah, full, it was a fullback, a German fullback, anyway. He used to get up and yes. down. I don't know what his name yeah, was. I, know, but I, I never played with him, Marv. <laughs> no, but that
2: was Tim's nickname, though. That was Tim's nickname. Yeah. I'm trying to think of his Tim's yeah, nickname. wasn't... Can't know, think of it. Yeah, he, he was a fit lad, but he he get crosses in, yeah. and he would he would get back as quick as he got forward as well. And um, good lad. Well, I the, the, there's a there's a couple, but the lad I'm going to pick, the lad I'm going um, to pick was um, was a, a Norwegian lad who I played with. Who I played with it. Um, he was a centre half. He was a right back. He could play in any position really. Oh, no! Is it Gimpy now with? Does no, it H- HB, HB. You've got him. Well Henneberg. done, Andrew. Heddingberg, There you go, Berg, he read the game so well, and he could, his, his distribution at right back, when he joined us, he played at right back, but he could play in any position at, at all across that, that back line, just because he of his read- <laughs> Yeah,
1: he ended that? up at United he in left, the Champions League he, team.
2: Yeah. He I'm, I'm sure he... I'm just now, I've, you've put me on the spot here because I'm. I'm just wondering whether he'd gone before we won the league. I think he might have gone to United before we won the league. I'm, I'm not sure whether. I don't we, think he, he did. It. I think he went the season after. Well, oh, you get confused. You know what I mean. You, you get, I played with that many players yeah. over, <laughs> over 19 years and 13 clubs. I was I was trying to work it out before. It must be something like 300 and 400 players that I played with. Yeah, and it's um Henning Henning came to us in the first season that we were in the Premier League, and he played at right back. Started at right back, but he could drop in at centre half, and every it was effortless for him. Everything was effortless for him. Great lad, level headed, the way that the Scandinavians are. Used to walk, <laughs> used to walk around in flip flops and <laughs> socks, flip flops and white socks, really? uh, and he didn't. Oh, he didn't care. He didn't care. i not on the pitch. Oh, but, but was he, he quick? In his, mind, in his mind, he was quick. Right. He read the game. That gives you another yard or two, Marvin. You know you know how Great. it is. Ooh, bird. Bird.
1: Great. Let's go
2: left back then. I, right. I should mention my mate, snods because he'll kill me. Ian Snodden, <laughs> but he was in at Everton. He, well, he, he, he might not see this, but if he does, he'll kill me. Snodds was brilliant, but he, he was out of the team so, so much with a hamstring that I didn't get the chance to play with him. Well, I played with... I, Ashley was a good player. Rob Johnson was a good player playing, and Rob was um, Rob was a, a right footed player, and yep. played well off in that position when I was playing there. Used to you, you knew he was cutting in and giving it on his on his right foot. Uh, lasso, who I played with at, at um, who come from Chelsea when I played with at, at Blackburn, he was an athlete. lasso uh, and the modern game was more, going more and more athletic. But the one I have picked was the lad who was already there before me. He, had, he was Kenny Douglas's first signing at Blackburn, believe it or not, um, and probably a month or two before I joined. And he went on from he went on to, to Villa at um, after Ast- uh, after Blackburn played at Aston Villa. Oh, oh, I've got him. Little small lad, He's He's small. Small, no, never, no, 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 no,
0: no.
2: He, he he was unbelievable. He'd just lean into them before they could jump. Uh, and and they honestly, they couldn't outwit him. But but in terms I, I of, I can't
0: remember it now. Because as soon as you think about Villa, I know I can see him. I can see him. I, I said this all the time. Yeah. I
2: can't.
0: <laughs> Alan Alan Wright. That's it. Oh. That's it. That's upset me. Damn, Alan Wright. <laughs> Alan Wright. Yeah. Yeah, There's a
2: little clue for you there, Mark. I know. It was, yeah, it was quick as well, wasn't it? he? He's a bomb forward. Oh, he, yeah. He was quick. He was quick, but he had he, he had everything in terms of passing. The weight uh, he could chip balls into you. He could smash them into you, chest high, uh, along the ground. He would pass it on the other side of the defender, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If, if there was a if there was a, a fella on your right shoulder. He pass it to your left foot. It, 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 he read the game absolutely brilliantly, and the pace on it, it. He'd roll it in so that you could let it go. You know, you did that. You didn't even have to touch it. You you could let the ball beat the beat the uh, defender. Let's move into centre backs. Centre <clears> backs. <throat> centre backs. Well, I was talking about characters before and strong people. And Jen, you know, most of the teams that I played in. Um, the, the, the skippers have been centre-arves sort of thing and big characters in the team. You know, you get all, the, all the best teams i played with had a real good backbone, keeper, centre-arves, centre-midfield, centre-forward, strong strong players, strong characters. And there was loads of them that I played with. Um, Dave Watson at Everton, uh, Kevin Moran at Blackburn, absolute man-mountain. Martin Keown signed at the same time as me yeah. and he never I think he, he he went to Villa did go to he, he signed from Villa he went to Arsenal after us and I, he made it at Arsenal he didn't really I didn't play with him I played with him a couple of times at Everton so I can't say that he was he was one of the best players I played with but he, he turned into a very very good centre half Yeah, and man Yeah, I mean he was a he was a pest he was a he was a he really was a pest, and um, the the one of one of the ones. Well, the left-sided one of was another Ever, Everton stalwart, the same as uh, Neville. So was, was he Welsh as well? He was Welsh as well. Yeah. Uh, so, I think I got it. And, got it. and, and I, Cap- Ratcliffe was it? It was Kevin Ratcliffe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well done, man. Okay. Kevin Ratcliffe. I don't, I don't know how many caps he got for Wales, but he was he was captain of Wales. Captain of. Everton, another great one in the dressing room. Always take the Mickey out of you, um, but wouldn't wouldn't allow people to be bullied. There's a difference. Uh, I mean, we all we all took the piss out of one another. Marvin, you, you know what yeah. it was like. As soon as you walk through that dressing room, I mean, I walked into that Luton dressing room the f- first day, and Kingy just ripped in. Kingy was Kingy wasn't even in the team at the time, <laughs> and, I, and I thought. Wow! Who was I? had not even put my co- took my coat off or put my bag down, and Andy King just ripped into me about is your dad still in Nick? Is he? You know, because I was a scouser and all. that. <laughs> Nick and Tellys, he's been Nick and and I thought, oh my god, who's this? And King he just assumed that he knew me uh, because he'd been at Everton, and he thought he knew all the scousers and that. And I thought, oh, that's how it's going to be, is it? You know. But the, what I was going to say is, the Ratcliffs of the world, Aussies of the world, people who were strong characters and captains, they would they would always join in the mickey taking, but they would never allow any bullying. They would never allow anybody to be bullied, no. and you know they were they were proper proper captains, proper skippers, if you like, you know.
1: They read the line beautifully. Yeah. Make so sure nobody went yeah. over it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Next to set centre back, then I'll Kevin. just give you a massive clue. Yeah, you <laughs> well, I'll give, I'll give it did away. I've given away. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I hadn't mentioned Mal Donaghy, who was another one. Yeah, who was Mal was brilliant, very, very quiet, room. very, very for, a, for a player of his experience who was being capped by Northern Ireland so much. Went on to Manchester United after Luton when you thought. Uh, did he go to Chelsea before Man Chelsea United? I Chelsea. I think he went Man United, Chelsea. No, no. Did he? he went to Man United and then Chelsea because I played against him when I was a black man. Right. I played against him when he was at Chelsea. Yeah, uh, but but Mal, uh, Alex Ferguson signed him at um, Manchester United. I'm sure he did he because did. of the way because of the way he read the game, and he was another great character, but very quiet, very quiet, Mal. But or, another one who looked after you, and made sure you were okay. But Fozzy's just. Fozzie's character and uh, is the, the way he was on the pitch and the way he was off the pitch. He was just he was just a cracking lad, and yeah. I, I I can't believe I, I thought he was nailed on for for managing, not coaching, because because he was never into any of that stuff, Fozzie. Right. But I thought he was he was nailed on for to, to be a manager, Fozzie. But it was amazing that he it, it just didn't interest him at all. I know he was very successful. In his business, I think, and and people forget, well, or don't realise how much ability he had. I mean, when you've seen him, in, when you've seen him in shooting, Marvin, uh, or in training, the stuff that he could do, I know. You know, the volley, oh, the finishing well, yeah. that he. But he used to be a centre forward, in. didn't he? Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, he used to. Be, I mean,
1: he used to be a centre forward. Yeah, he started off as
0: a centre forward.
1: Yeah. Who was out of those two in training? Who would you hate to have been against?
2: Uh, what Ratcliffe? Or,
1: or when you played, yeah, or when you played, Ratcliffe or Fozzy.
2: Uh, I don't. I, probably Ratcliffe when he, if he'd been at his peak because he was so quick. Um, I, 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 I wasn't quick. I could run all day. So, uh, I, I, but I wasn't. I wasn't lightning. I wouldn't outrun any of those quick lads. He wasn't slow,
0: mind you, was he?
2: no, I mean, no, no, I'm not saying I was slow, Marvin, but I wasn't. I wasn't lightning. If, I, if I, I think if it had been lightning, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe got an international cap. Yeah, and, I, and I got into to the B teams and I got into the under twenty one teams. I think. Well, you got, you, well, you, go got to, you got on the bench, though, didn't you? you was in the bench. Bobby Robson you for the, I the squad. Then. I was
0: in the squad. You, was team. you not on the
2: bench? I was, I was on the bench, but I wasn't on in the on the team sheets. I wasn't on the. Um, no, I know, but oh, okay. I wasn't on the substitutes bench. No. Awesome. water does will we'll pause it here. And
1: we'll be back after um, a short ad from our sponsors.
0: Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, you can subscribe at My Best 11 pod and leave us a five-star rating. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MyBest11Pod. Email MyBest11Pod at gmail.com.
1: Excellent. So we're back for part two of Mike Newell's Best 11. So far, those people who can't remember... For our thirty-second outbreak, uh, we've had Neville Southall, Henning Berg, um, Alan Wright, Kevin Radcliffe, and Steve Foster. So, what we can now go for is the four midfielders and the two attackers. So, straight back over to you, Mike. Are you going to start on the wings or centre? It's up to you, whichever one you prefer.
2: I'll, I'll start on the right hand side. One, I've got to, I've got to mention Stuart Ripley, and um, at Blackburn because. Although Stuart was a um, Stuart was a winger, came as a winger from Middlesbrough. He done an unbelievably great defensive job in that team that we had at Blackburn. Along, not alongside, we had Jason Wilcox on one side and we had um, Stuart Ripley on the other. And the amount of work, defensive work, that they got through in a four four two, up and down, up and down, uh, week in, week out it was absolutely unbelievable and what an athlete he was i mean i said to you earlier on the game was going becoming more and more athletic in the early 90s mid 90s stewart stewart could have been a 200 meter runner he was absolutely electric but he had a he had a great work ethic he could get up and down he could get on the end of things and scored his first share of goals and very, very unlucky,
1: wasn't he? Wasn't, didn't he break his leg on England, his first England game? He snapped his leg in two, didn't he? Or am I thinking of somebody else?
2: I don't think he snapped his leg in two. Um, I think you might be thinking uh, about um, the one that
1: was at Forest. What was his
2: name? Stone? Stone? Uh, oh, did Stone, he, Andrew. He had a bad injury, did Yeah. Stewart. Stone. Pretty, pretty sure. Didn't Stewart, Stewart play in the... Um, San Marino game. Who, who's the game where they conceded in the first?
1: Yeah, that was Sam Marino seven seconds in, yeah. Yeah,
2: Stuart Pearce. Miss, yeah, Miss Yeah. Um, yeah sorry, keep sorry, keep
1: going. Sorry, keep going. Right, right wing. I'll have a look at that later. <laughs> my yeah.
2: own personal. Uh, well, well, Stuart was a great lad. Down to earth. Very studious. He'd sit at the front of the... Didn't join in in the, you know, the frivolities at the back of the bus. Um, he, would be, he would have his head in a book. he promised his dad he said, "I want to. I want to have a go at playing." Uh, but he was a clever lad, I think, as um, as a kid. And his dad wanted him to go to university, and he said he promised his dad that he would, after football, he would get his head down again, and and he did that. So he was always studying and um, through his football career, on those journeys up and down the motorway, up and down the M6, up and down the M1, he had his head in the book. But he was a great lad, great down to where Middlesbrough lad, and he was absolute workhorse him and jason wilcox and I'm, I'm not going to pick either of them but they were they were unbelievable and um, it, it's just that the, the the lad who i think would get in getting in ahead of him was just had an unbelievable talent uh, and he was from that 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 looting side you're gonna you've got it straight away marvin have you that i Luton haven't, side I, haven't that, I haven't i swear to you i haven't i haven't well oh, keep going well he that Luton side that I joined when I was twenty twenty one, I, I, I was thinking about it the other day. They got themselves to League Cup finals, won the League Cup. I'd left then, but they they, they finished. When I was there, they finished at seven, which was the highest position in the call it yeah. what you want. The, the old First Division, the top yeah. league, it's the same, whatever you call it. It's the top, the top same. and and the the lads, the the ability that was in that side. Every time I go to pick a player. I think about one of these players in, in, in the positions that uh, that they had. What year was it that, you left? I'm just to think. What year was it you left to go to Leicester? That was, like,
0: that was 86, 87,
2: I think. I was only there 18 months. But when I know, joined, it was I, eight, 85, 86 when I joined. And that's what that's I'm a, saying. They, they were getting to eight FA Cup semi-finals, got knocked out by Everton. Uh, I... I couldn't play. I was cup tired I couldn't play in the um, in the replay that they got knocked out at Goodison. I was on under twenty one. Do you remember in Denmark when he got knocked out? Linacre scored in the There's replay great. against um, the replay against Everton at Goodison. Lineker scored for for uh, for Everton and um, got between Mal and Fozzy. If you remember, in I went to the game. To I remember as an apprentice.
0: I was an apprentice. Yeah. There, so I went yeah, to the
2: game. But we, they drawn they drawn against them in uh, a Kenilworth Road and they went to the replay and got knocked out. But then they they do you remember them? They got to a semi final the year before I'd come uh, at Villa Park against um, who was it? Was no it? Wimbledon was at
0: Tottenham.
1: I thought it was. Wimbledon was, was, was Tottenham, well, wasn't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, and that he, was later in the eighties, wasn't
2: it? He got it was definitely um, who did did the um, play in the um, in the FA Cup. No, he played Watford in the semi, in the final, didn't he? Who did they knock out at, um, at Villa Park? Oh no, they got b- knocked out by uh, Everton again at Villa Park. Yes, no. yes, yes. Do you remember Sheedy, Sheedy free kick? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that was the team that I joined, and it was just f- it was just full of talent, full of talent. It was just amazing. Is, I keep every is player, player that you're has, talking got, about. He didn't play that well, many how, times. How can huh? you how can you not remember who played on the right hand side of midfield in that team? Because I was
0: because I was 16 or 6. I don't I mean, I can't remember. I that's mean, yeah. I, I, why I never played with you, didn't I? I first got into the team in eighty eight. That was my first time I played in the first team. Yeah,
2: well, I'd gone.
0: That's yeah, what I'm I'd saying. But so,
2: well, you were on the books. Um, you were on the books. Come on, Mark. This this lad played for England. Ricky Hill. Ricky Hill, yeah. How can you not remember Ricky Hill?
0: I could listen. He makes my he makes my best eleven. I mean, it's not that I, I can remember. I'm trying to think back then who was playing okay. in the team on the right. I went. I thought Ricky was all. See, I always see Ricky as a centre midfielder.
2: See, I always yeah, well, see
0: the centre midfielder.
2: The, the thing is, I because it was such a good team and I played in it. I was lucky enough to play in it. I played every game the, the, the year John Moore took over. I played every single. I started every game. I played 42 games that season, which for me, is one of my best achievements, playing as a centre-forward, starting 42 games. Obviously, I never finished them. But back in the day, when they could tackle, when they could actually tackle. Plus the injuries you got, um, you you were strapping your ankles up every every week. You know what I mean? You used to play with balloons, ankles, but that's what everybody was doing. You played through pain and you had injections and all the rest of it. And you'd do anything to not be out the side. But, yeah. but all, all the best sides I've play, played in, you, you can remember them, like keeper, right-back, left-back, right-hand side of the midfield, left-hand side of the midfield, centre-forward, midfield place. You, they just put the side picked themselves week after week after week. And, and that side picked itself. It was, it was Tim Beaker, R- Ricky Hill, Fozzie Maldonaghy, Ashley Grimes, or Rob Johnson, Preasy um, on the left-hand side, Nico in the middle, Steeny, Nick Arford, and then, yeah. you know, it it, 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 it it just, the side picked itself, basically. Yeah. And you could never afford to get yourself out the side or say you were injured because you, you had trouble getting back in. That, that, that was what true. it was like in those That's days. What, 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 what
1: did Ricky Rick- provide you then with as a, as a forward? What did he provide you with? What was different about Ricky compared to a
2: student? Oh, Ricky, 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 Ricky didn't just put crosses in. Ricky put it on your... Put it on your head. That that's the difference between the the real top level players. They pick you out. They don't just put crosses in. They put crosses in a five or six yard area that you're in. They put it on. They put it on your head. They put it behind defenders. If it doesn't need to go in the air, it doesn't go in the air. That's the difference between the top quality players that you play with and the the lesser quality or the lower when you drop down a division and I I my me way up from crew Wigan into the first division or the old first division and then drop down again as your legs are going drop down again and played at Blackpool and Doncaster and no disrespect to those clubs were all big clubs and great clubs but you were playing with lads who were only just starting or lads who were on the way down so you're playing at a different level when you play at the highest level it's it, it's very fine details, as Marvin will, will tell you. As I was saying to you, they pass the ball on the other side that the defender is from you. They roll it in at a, the pace that you want. If they know it has to be smashed into you, they smash it into you. Because they trust you, they trust your touch. And Ricky Hill and those sorts of steamy, they, had, they just have to caress the ball, They particularly on that plastic pitch. Yeah. They, <clears throat> You, they couldn't put if they were putting a ball in front of you, it had to be with absolute perfect mm, weight. Yeah. Otherwise the ball ran away from you, just slid away from you to the keeper. So they had they had an they had an, an awareness about them and they had a touch about them. And Ricky, Ricky could do anything with a ball in a in the dressing room. I walked into the and Ricky Andy King, they were all on the floor doing tricks and keeping the ball up. And, and I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, I'll never, I'll never be able to live, live up with this because I, I couldn't do anything. I used to kick a ball against the wall. That's all I used to do. Just kick a ball against the wall and get it back. And they're just doing, Ricky used to do these tricks where he was, but he never, he never done any of that nonsense on the pitch. No. Did he? No. He, he wasn't no. a show off. They, they never had to show off on the pitch but they could beat people just by dropping a shoulder and th- th- their touch and their awareness. That's what made them great players. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um So moving across the left wing or left midfield. Well, I've already mentioned one of them, one of the lads uh, who's not going to be in the team, uh, Precy, God bless him. Um, mini, as we used to call him, his, his way to pass, his awareness, that Twenty yard, thirty yard. He could drop it on a sixpence, and as I was saying to you, it's not easy on that um, plastic, plastic pitch. pitch. Yeah. If you're running behind defenders, it has to be. It, it has to have backspin on it. And I'm telling you, Mini, he could, he could put it, he could put it there for you uh, with a little bit of spin on it or a little bit of backspin on it. And again, wait, right, the left hand side of. If, if you needed it on the left-hand side, if you needed it on the left-hand side, if you needed it running through, they were just—they were just great. They just had a great touch about him. No one could get. No one. He wasn't quick, was he, Marv? No, but, no, he wasn't. But, but they, they, they're quick in the head. Yeah. And, and in training, if in possession, they've got just an awareness about them, and they—they get—they get into positions where you can never take the ball off them. And they're always got such a they've got a picture and awareness about them in their head that before the, the defenders got anywhere near them, they've they've let go of the ball, so it, 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 no one can tackle them. It, 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 it it's just it's just a high quality ability that the that those players, particularly left footers, this the left footers, well some left footers, some left footers. <laughs> okay. came to yeah. out. <laughs> Some left footers seem <laughs> to have the really good ones, you know, the really good ones. I'm not biting <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, they just have that ability and that time on the ball. It's it's a bit like cricket or the, the tennis. If you watch a left-handed tennis player or a left-handed cricket player, they just have a, a little extra couple of seconds about them. Obviously, mm. you don't get that that time in tennis and cricket or football. But it, it looks like they've got it an extra it, yeah. second. It yeah. looks like. Well, well, Minnie's not getting in, unfortunately. So, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but, but she she knows and knows. Will oh, go. I'm supposed to give you a clue, but I'd already given it away a, cu- a couple of minutes ago. Kevin, Kevin Sheedy, he he had everything, and he wasn't quick. The same as Creasy, he wasn't quick. But that lad could do anything with his left foot he could open a can of beans with his left foot and 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 as i was saying it was impossible to get near him in training we used to do a lot of possession at everton that's what it all it was all your warm-up sessions were possession equal sides you could not get the ball off him. you could not get near him he just had so much vision so such a touch and he never used his right foot everything was with the left foot Uh, the inside or the outside of his left foot and first time or either two-touch ping, ping, drop it on sixpence. Absolutely brilliant. I was going to well I did mention thankfully Jason Wilcox a bit earlier because he, he was another one like Ripley that in the modern day got up and down that left wing and would pick you out rather than cross it to you would pass it to you pass it behind the back line it's such a dangerous area that defenders would put it If you didn't put it in, defenders would put it in. Yeah, what's it know, called? The Corridor
1: the, of Uncertainty, it's called, isn't it? That little section. Yeah. That's
2: it. Well, they, they've got a name for everything these days,
1: Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was from when I was a kid. I was told to do that. That wasn't... <laughs> yeah,
2: well... Yeah, that was in the 90s. Well, there are so many things that I don't understand about the game today and the language that they use, but and the and all this, I don't know what all this this means. That really you know, know. do I don't know. I don't know. you know, when a ball goes out for the throw in, and I think it's they know the cameras on them, and they have to do this. I I will have, have to go on a call to find out what all that means. Do
1: you, know, do you know what Mike? Though you say that, but what I have loved with all this lockdown is with the empty stadiums. You can still hear the abuse, the swearing. It's exactly the same as on a on a Sunday pitch. It's exactly yeah. the same. And I remember listening to a Sean Dyche having a yell at and a shout at Raheem Sterling, going, get yeah. out and you'd spend your life on the floor. Yeah. So, which makes yeah. me think, do you know what? There is all this razzmatazz and all these clever, like you say, hand gestures and stuff. Yeah, But at the yeah. end of the day, it's exactly the same <laughs> no, the, as a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning pitch.
2: Well, it is now, but, but, but though they were doing all this business before there was no crowds. So, you, so So, I don't know what they'll be doing now, whether they'll be shouting it on. Uh, Shouting information on But what I do know Is when you're playing the game And Marvin will tell you this And there's a crowd on You cannot hear anything That they're shouting on And they don't shout anything on When there's a crowd Um, And very rarely can you And I know this from a manager's point of view Can you play the game For those lads You have got to trust them And, And the most important thing About being a manager Is the team that you pick Because the only the only alterations you can make is as a substitution either uh, at half obviously you can make a substitution in the first half if you, if you want to but you are basically saying i've got this wrong and you are going to embarrass the lad you're taking off but the but all you the only change you can make is a substitution at half time or a substitution in the second half or some little tinkering to a formation and that can only be done at half time so a lot of it Well, not a lot of it. It is all bluff for me. And and I I think a lot of the what I'm trying to say is the the people who are guilty of it, a lot of them have never been in that position on the pitch, if you know what I mean. And I don't want to slag anybody off here. Um, But there are a lot of people who have made their way in coaching and made their way in managing who have never... Ever played at any level, never mind the top level, and they seem to have a. They seem to know a lot, and a lot of it seems to be in hand signals. And for me, I will never be brainwashed by it, Marvin. I will never be brainwashed I- for it. And as as for the as for the language that they're using about high pressing and low blocking, and all this nonsense, and the, and the group, everybody's in a group everybody's on a journey. Uh, you're the best player on the planet when it used to be the world. It's not, it's not good enough to be the best player in the world anymore. You've got to be the best player. On planet Earth, just in case there's somebody on Mars who's a bit better, you've got to quantify it by being the best player on planet Earth. Now, right? <laughs> I'm not buying into any of that language. I, w- I refuse to buy into any of that language. You close people down or you get behind the ball when you haven't got it. That's what you do and I don't buy into any of this pressing or playing through lines, these imaginary lines. (laughs) Somebody said, somebody said on the telly, the other day... I hear him say say it all the time now. I hear him
0: say it.
2: But on the television, and he said, he said, and I won't name him because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but he said, Brentford are playing through the departments. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to, I had to pause it and rewind it just to say what it find out what he was talking about and the same fella said human human relationships and partnerships and he's talking about football here human relationships and partnerships take time now i'm telling you marv they don't they don't you know that if you play with a good player you get on with him from the first minute whether it be a center off you will strike up a relationship yeah. if he is on the same wavelength as you it doesn't take any time. And I know that from playing with good players up front, yeah. you, they know where you are and you know where they are. And the more you play in a team with the same formation and the same players, which doesn't happen a lot these days, unless, you, unless you're unless you talking about the very top teams where they can't let, leave people out or they won't leave people out, the better the team will be and the better the team will play. I know that from managing a very good Luton team. And I was reluctant to change anybody at any time.
1: Interesting. That's really interesting the outlook um, into the modern day, um, modern day way of managing. Now, while we're on managing, I'm going to ask you about, um, if you don't mind, the phone-in poll for Luton, when you got the Luton job. Yeah. What was that like? Just just talk us through kind of what was that like? Because obviously you went on to be an unbelievably successful manager at Luton, um, um, winning the title, win, doing so well in a championship. What was it like on that day? Uh,
2: The the whole, uh, what was his name? Gurney?
1: Gurney. Gurney, Gurney, and feel free to use the word circus.
2: Yeah. Uh, Circus, well, uh, that's quite polite, really, isn't it? (laughs) it, What what is the word? I I, I can't really describe. I don't like having a camera in front of me as a manager, um, whether it be on a touchline, whether it be pre-match, after match, I know it goes with the territory, but I don't really particularly like it. This fella had a camera following him round Kenilworth Road, and I was i, I made it quite clear to him. And this is before I had the job. Um, I made it quite clear to him I won't—I won't speak to you about anything because I'd come down there to speak to him about the manager's job. Uh, I'd been sacked by Hartley A contact of mine who I used to play with had said, Mike, do you want the Luton job? And he laid it out absolutely as it was. He said, this is going to be uh, a bit strange. He said, you might be in a job for two days. If he gives you it, you might be in a job for one day, two days, or whatever. He said, but you've got nothing to lose. So I said, okay. And he obviously out. He out. Blind that there would be this stupid fan poll, all the rest of it, that sort of stuff. For me, I I, I cannot stand celebrity TV and um, anything like that. Uh, I, and, and as I said to you, I can't bear having a camera thrust in front of me. Yeah. Now, he had he wanted to he wanted me to go into a, um, when he eventually gave me the job. Um, and, and it wasn't down to anybody who rang in. I can, I can assure you that. it was. Everything was completely done before the phone poll. He decided, he met me, obviously, an interview uh, with somebody else who I can't even remember who he was. And he said, right, you've got the job. And I said, well, what about this phone poll? He went, don't worry about that. So you, you knew the type of fella you were, you were dealing with, but this had already been outlined to me. And he, and he as, I, as I said... He said you'll you might get the job and it might last two days but what have you got to lose i said fair enough i was on a course i was on the what they call the pro license course now but it was the what was it what did it used to be called Marv? I'm not sure The what was um, before the pro license oh ufa the what you oh diploma no no not diploma the UFA. Oh, okay the, the, the fa diploma it was called and they basically give me that I said to them on the FA diploma I said yeah, I'm going for an interview with uh, Luton, if you don't mind, and they were great. They was, they said, "Oh no, no, of course you you go." I missed the session that I had to put on, and the day the day I came back, they give me a certificate. I mean, that just shows you how much of a Swiss that is. The, um, the that badge in Well, that's another thing. That's another thing. That's just a money making thing, isn't it? You, well, it, Alex Ferguson didn't get the pro license. Kenny Least didn't get the pro license. And they all manage in the Premier League. And they told everybody you've got to have the pro license by this. Day. If you've got the diploma, you've got to upgrade it upgraded to the pro license. Yeah, we want another seven grand off you. That's what the, that's basically what it is: seven or eight grand nonsense. Certificate. Here it is. Here's your certificate. Absolute nonsense. Who gives you those badges? Who, 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 have you ever have you ever been on a course, Marvin, and been given a badge by somebody with more experience than you in the game? No. I don't get the FA thing, how they can rule, rule the game and govern the game. I don't get it. And it's it's just absolute money-making. It is, give me three grand for the B licence, five grand for the A licence, and eight grand for the Pro licence, and we'll decide to get... It. Sorry? It's a lot of it's money. money. When, you up, you look, when you add up how many people go for their a license or for their b license per year that's an yeah. awful lot of money I, I, I don't i don't get it what how the fa are supposed to say you mind you the the um they are quite clever they did invent their own dna that's clever their, their own In, dna their own dna i i studied and i failed before i before i uh, before i tell you this physics chemistry and biology a level between 16 and 18 i was i was not on anybody's books i was on liverpool's books but i wasn't i wasn't a scholar and i wasn't an apprentice i was just playing in their b teams and um, and i was studying biology physics and chemistry and i'm telling you now anybody who's got those a levels and gone on to university hats off to them you have got to be I, i'm not saying i was clever in any way but i don't know what i was doing even starting them and the only thing i could tell you about biology is dna stands for nucleic acid right i'm sure you knew that did you know that and it took hundreds and hundreds of years for them to find out that everybody had this dna and everybody's was different and then the fa have created their own just like that unbelievable Unbelievable! <laughs> how clever are they? The, how clever are the FA to create their own DNA? Brilliant! So, what were we talking about? Gurney. 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 The question. Gurney. How did we get on to the? D- oh, the FA. I was the on job. The FA. You're talking yeah. about the so job, yeah? Gone back to give me the certificates. I got the job, so it was a great week. Got a badge, a badge, and a job in the same week, and within I don't know. Three days, four days the club went into administration. It was three, three days that I could not bear, honest to God, again in my life, talking to John Gurney. I mean, a complete crook, a complete out and out crook. And everybody knew it. Yeah. And the people in the thankfully, the people in the club, the tough secretary, the people who were working in the club, they all knew it. And it was only a matter of time before they got him out. Thankfully, it was. It was down to supporters in the end who got rid of him. Now, I could have gone with him, but the administrators the administrators come in. They interviewed me. Uh, the league manager, a phone call from the League Managers Association. They said, if you stay in the job for two weeks, you're all right. If they leave you in the job for two weeks from the start of the administration, you're okay. And if not, they'll sack you before the end of the two weeks. Well, I got on great with the administrators. They were... They were straight people, as administrators you would expect administrators to be. You can't have this. You can have this. Basically, you can't have anything. Um, then we've got all the sanctions from the FA. You can't sign your, can't sign any players, which you understand. Um, you can't even sign your own players. That was a problem for me because and I had to fight that one. Because Kevin Foley, as soon as I'd walked into Luton, first training session, I said to Steenie, who's that? Because he just jumped out at me, Kevin Foley, um, first training session. When we were talking about um, having time on the ball and being aware of people and touch and being able to pass it, no one could get near him. And he was only, he was only 18 at the time. And I said to Steeny, who is that? He went, oh yeah, Kevin Foley. Brilliant, brilliant. He said he's playing in the reserve team at the moment. He hasn't had his, he hasn't had his debut or he hasn't played um, because there was an experienced player who I can't remember playing in the first team at the time. I said, "Well, he will be. He will be playing." And I think he played every, well, virtually every game uh, that I was there. Certainly. Um, but the, it was comp- it, it was a nightmare to answer your question. Yeah. The, the whole the whole Gary thing. It was uncomfortable. Very very uncomfortable.
1: That's oh, interesting. Really interesting. Thank you for being honest about working. Working under him and, and the whole facade of the whole pole and everything. So it's really interesting for Luton fans, I know, especially to, to hear Mike. So thank you. We'll get back to our what we're here for central midfielders. Mm.
2: <clears throat> central midfielders nearly. Central midfielders. Well, I played with.
1: <laughs> well, I played Was this the some toughest area? Was this the toughest area or up front?
2: Don't forget, there's so many of them. You played with so many of them because you, yes. in most teams, you you had three or four of them generally. It, you know, well, not obviously central midfielders, um, but but you had you didn't play with three or four of them. But in your squad, you had three or yeah. four of them. So uh, back to, going back to, to to the Luton days. Nico was a Nick was a great player and an international with Wales. Peter Nicholas, um, Paul Ramsey at uh, Leicester. Gary McAllister. Who when I was when I was going through the players like this morning, I actually left McAllister out. I did not left him out. I just I just forgot about him. And at the time, he was he was on everybody's radar at Leicester. Uh, Leeds got him. Leeds got him uh, eventually. But Mm -hmm. Forrest wanted him. I know Brian Clough wanted him. He was he was brilliant. uh, McAllister, range of passing vision, uh, knew where you were. Ali Mocklin played in mid, middle of midfield. I don't know whether you remember Ali Mocklin. He played in the middle of midfield. Real hard. uh to midfield. Stroke right back. He played run, run through a brick wall for you. Paul Ramsey played for Northern Ireland. Great players. Uh, Steeny didn't play in midfield. Steenie in if we played 4-4-2, he was behind us. But he sort of played in a 4 4, four 3 3 Steeny, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And Steeny was brilliant at playing behind the front two uh, and linking the midfield and um, linking the midfield to the forwards. Steeny was. he just drop into them areas and he could caress passes into you. Uh, you mean just you drop in between the lines? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you start. Don't start with them lines, no. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, he corridors and uh, corridors <laughs> departments he could work his way into any departments, do uh, No, I know what you mean. There's I loads of them. Mean. And then and then as I went to, to Blackburn, Tim Sherwood, who was captain, brilliant captain, uh, got about the pitch, up and down the pitch, could break play up, could could pass it, get it off you, start play, brilliant. Um But the the player, uh, hopefully I've mentioned all them players who were were good midfield players, but the player that is, this is the best player that I've ever played with in my life, in my life, that I ever played football with on a pitch. This is the best player. And at the time uh, that I played with him, he was quite possibly the best player in the world at the time. Certainly within six months or within 12 months, he was the best player in the world. So is it, you is should get it. Everton? No. Blackburn? No. No. No, you did afford me this uh, luxury. Yeah, of I, know. I know. England. I of, England. Of England. Not not the full England, because no, he wasn't in the full England. He wasn't in the full England. Another clue, Bobby Robson was keeping him under wraps, let's say. Oh, OK. Was keeping him under wraps. Yeah. Yes, I got it. He Gascoigne. Had Gascoigne. I played with. I played with Gascoigne in the England B twice in the England B team against Italy and against um, Yugoslavia, who it was at the time. Yugoslavia. Yeah. I played one one game at Millwall at the Den and one game at Brighton game. Uh, Brighton's old ground, which was the Goldstone ground, was it? Gold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah goldstone ground yeah uh, and gazette is the best player that i've ever played with on a pitch since i was 11 years old did he just run the show did he, did he just did he just like he just had dictate them? he had everything he was he was a, a genius all them things that i've talked to you about time on the ball gliding pass ball at his feet uh, pass it into you It never left the ground. It slid along the ground. It had the right weight on it. Uh, You could let the ball run. You could stop it. You could knock it off first time. He he could see you without looking at you. He could pass the ball blind to you. When he had had possession of the ball, he wasn't wasn't one of those that would keep hold of it for ages, but he would just glide past people. You, You wouldn't say he was lightning, but he was quick and he was quick with the ball he could run past people, he could pass it past people and Bobby Robson was just keeping the reins on him um, and at, at the time everyone was clamouring for him to be in the be in the full squad to be playing in the first team, in the England team and, and Robson was doing the right thing Robson obviously, he was a wise fella and he was holding him back, holding him back, holding him back and you, you can't tell me there was a better player than him in uh, in the World Cup in Italy in uh, in 90, 1990 obviously the damage he did to himself in uh 91 and whatever for Tottenham in the um, in the cup final was it yeah 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 uh, genius genius a- a- any anybody who played with him was lucky enough to play with him at Tottenham Rangers Everton uh, Lazio etc Lazio everybody who he played Played Newcastle, absolute genius. Absolute pot of a bloke. But, but the best company that you will ever have, it was a non-stop laugh. You said before about the, being in the England squad, and I went in a few, and we knew we weren't gonna be playing. So we were killing hours and hours and hours uh, playing cards. You, you, you were crying laughing. The, the things that he got up to, you were, he would have you crying laughing. For, for an hour and a half at a time. He was, he was just a, a crazy lad. Absolute crazy lad.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. Lots of people have said the same thing. So moving on to next midfielder. What is your next midfielder next to Gazza? Have you got a hard man?
2: I've got a ball winner. Uh, m- most of them were hard men. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, but I've got a, a ball winner who played... At the same time as Gaza in the England squad, and I played with him. I played with him in the club, in my club side as well. Uh, Massively underrated on the ball because he used to get the ball and give it to people. When you lost the ball, he would be the first one to get it back, and then he would give it, give it, give it as quick as he could. Older than Gaza, a lot older. uh, It might be younger than Gaza, similar.
0: Really, I'm, I've lost it then. I thought I'll say his name.
2: I thought he's gonna say, um, Reed, yeah, called, who? Peter Reed, yeah. No, 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 I didn't play with Reedy, I not didn't ever. Play with Reedy. No. no, Reedy had gone when I went to have it. No, um, um, no we're, we're, we're talking later than Gazza, but he played in Euro 96 for England with Gaza, played in that side with Gaza for the Euro 96. Oh, and I went so Ince. No, not Ince. I didn't play with Ince. Ince he was at Liverpool when I was playing against him in Manchester United and West Ham. Was he not a Blackburn um, at all, Ince? No. Ince, yeah. no, he managed. He managed Blackburn. I know he managed him, but
0: he did, he did not play?
2: No. 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 Okay. No, no, no. No. This lad played for Leeds. Blackburn. David, David Batty. There you go. There you go. Well done, Andrew. Well Great done, Andrew. Player. Great player. Great player and, and good, good at penalties. Oh, that's a bit below the belt. <laughs> Someone's got to miss <laughs> the. Um, the uh, No, he um, he's such a down to earth lad, absolutely yeah. down to earth. Where's uh, he from? Is he Leeds? Is he a Leeds boy? Yeah, he's Yorkshire lad. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty sure it is Leeds. Yeah, uh, bright, very bright, bright on the pitch, bright off the pitch. Uh, great company. Unassuming, uh, do things in training that he would never do on a pitch. Never try on a pitch, like pinging in the top corner. Obviously, he scored a few goals, but no, he wasn't renowned for goal scoring. He was he was renowned for getting the ball back and giving it, and and he all transferring it, getting it from a fullback or a centre half, and bang, there you go, further up the pitch. Uh, but but one of the best ball winners that I ever ever played with, and and just just a cracking lad and one that you would you would have in your team all day long.
1: No, he is. I knew he had a big engine on him. He always struck me as the type of player that would keep going and going and going and going as well, in terms of
2: engine oh, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, hard. Hard as well. Yeah. I was saying to you before, not dirty. The, the, the hard players weren't dirty. The hard players could take a knock and give a knock. Yeah. And, and by the same, well, when I say give a knock, they're not intentionally injure people, but... but Give it out, if you know what I mean. If it was a 50-50, or leave one on them. You, you, you know, I've heard you talking about it on other podcasts, yeah, Marvin. Yeah. You, you didn't you didn't deliberately go out to hurt no. anybody, but you made them aware that you were about, and Correct. you also made them aware that they couldn't scare you off. Exactly. So, whatever they whatever tried. I mean, I played against Shotton and Briggs. Remember Shotton and <laughs> Briggs for the Oxford when they were in the first division? You, Shot- I, I think I think it's Briggs. He's the first one,
0: first bloke, Briggs. I think it was the one. with the one, the black, black curly hair. He had muscles, two muscles, what came out of yeah. his his head in his forehead, Dude,
2: poking out, poking yeah. they, out. They were like they were like two bouncers that you would see on a on a uh, nightclub door. Them two, and mm. and they used to they did not hold back, but they were they were when I say they played in a good side at Oxford. They played yep. a really good side at Oxford, Oxford's best side ever. Uh, with the likes of Aldridge, uh, Ray Alton. Alton mm-hmm. um, first division, don't forget they were in the first division. Yeah, uh, good, yeah. Um, and they were hard, proper hard, and they knew they let you knew that they were they were hard as well. But they respected you if you kept coming back and you kept giving as much as you as you, you took and they didn't scare you off, they had respect for you as. Players in them days did they respected one another, but there was no, there was no yelping, and there was no, there was no. Well, there was no yelping, and there's more. There's as much yelping goes on from the dugout nowadays. When a gets, I know, that's true, you know, there's fearful coaches and physios running to the touchline and yelping. and I don't get that. I really don't get that at all. Uh, and obviously players that are, that are players playing at the highest level now who are not even getting it, and are rolling and rolling and rolling and it's it's shameful it really is shameful when you think of what the players in our day went through and not just our day the last 15-20 years proper proper yeah hard lad. yeah definitely
1: no i agree i agree so moving up front you are allowed oh, to pick it's... yourself if you choose to no one's picked, talking... one's picked himself No one's picked
2: themselves. I seen Tony Adams do that one day, and I thought, no, 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 Tony, you can't do that. You can't, you can't pick your one to eleven and put yourself in it. You can't. You watch, Ma- you watch
0: Marvel. when Marv does it. He will no, know, it I would, I wouldn't do. I mean, Tony, I mean, you couldn't do that. I agree, you couldn't you do that.
2: No, you can't. And I wouldn't get in it anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't get in it. I wouldn't even get close. But um, Tony, Tony Adams, fair play to him. He was a, he was England t- Arsenal captain. And he was a good player, but you can't pick yourself. No matter how good you are, you can't pick yourself. But I I forgot to mention him. I actually played with him in the the under-21s at the time. And he's younger than me. I think he's a year younger than me. And you knew then, uh, played against Denmark in Copenhagen. And you knew then when we were going out down the tunnel, uh, he's got something. This lad's got something because he had that. You know when it's not really in yet to get the the lads up or you're a young lad and whatever and he I think he thought well I'm skipper of this I don't know whether he was skipper of the team he might have been skipper of the team I'm skipper of this team I've got to do something here to get these lads wound up and he did come on lads come on lads you know what I mean and whether it was in him at the time or he was he was always going to have it in him I don't know but you knew you knew he was going to be a a leader you knew he was going to be a player and a leader um, so I sorry for not mentioning, him, but Tony, you can't put yourself in your own in your best <laughs> eleven.
0: So. No, the, the, this, um, this, the, these two now we're coming no. up to now. This this must have been the hardest, surely, of the whole lot, surely. Well,
2: you, you, yeah, yeah, and no, yes, one, of them, one
0: of them, one of them, one of them I know straight away without a shadow of a doubt.
2: Well, well, oh,
0: oh, oh, maybe not yeah. then.
2: No, 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 you do know him, yeah, you, yeah, right, it, you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, go on, tell me who it is then. Shearer. Shearer. Yeah, well, it's got to be. Any, any yeah, of the, well, I'm just, yeah, just making it. OK. Any of the other lads who I'm going to mention would have him in the team anyway. Correct. You know what I mean? In, yeah, they, I agree. They, unless it's David Speedy who I play with. David Speedy would probably say he was better than Shearer. Because <laughs> he's... Cause that's the, have you met Speedy?
0: I've played against him a few times.
2: He's just, he never stops stop talking. doesn't... He, Speedy. He, he would argue more than me. Speedy would argue more than me. And he would he would have himself in, in the team instead of Shearer. He, although we swapped him for... He went to Southampton when Shearer... He paid £3 million for Shearer. And they give Southampton Speedy as well. So they paid more than £3 million if you like. Or whatever it was. Whatever the fee was. They give um, Speedy... Speedy was a good player, don't get me wrong. When he was at Chelsea... Spring, unbelievable spring for a little man. Uh, always had a goal in him. Fiery, could win a tackle. Uh, but when I played with him at Blackburn, he was on the way, he was on the way down. He'd come there from um, Black, come there from Liverpool. Um, I think he'd been Jack Walker's big, first big signing, if you like, when the money became available. But it was before Kenny was manager. So Kenny became Kenny came in about three months later. Speedy played that year, and then at the end of that year, he signed Shearer, and Speedy went to Southampton. So he was a good player, but nobody would argue with Shearer. I mean, the, the, just phenomenal from the day the day. Well, not from the day he walked in, because a few eyebrows. We played. He played pre season, and Alan was never the fittest lad. Uh, once he had to be, he got fit, but he always used to, He hated running, he had massive legs, he was he was bones, he was all heavy bones and granite, old fashioned center forward, uh, made of stone sort of thing. True, Geordie, Muckling. yeah, what
1: the Geordie's yeah. are, they're, they're yeah. hard, and, he had, yeah,
2: he had thick, thick ankles. His legs were the same width all the way up. You know what I mean? He was one of them, and no definition in, no definition in him. He stripped off. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say he was an athlete. He was just solid, but he had power. And he always used to say, when we were doing pre-season running and you know what it was like around the track, Marv or going through yeah. the cross-country and all the rest of it, uh, he always used to say. This is all bollocks, this. You never run further than 30 yards on a pitch. And he was right. He was right. And tell me when you... Obviously, there are lads who do a box-to-box, you know, on occasions. But tell me when you run further than 30 yards. When you make any run further than, further than 30 yards. And if you're a striker, it's probably a lot less than that on occasion, or on most occasions. And he was right. So you have to have your fitness. But he had power. He had power. we seen him pre-season. He joined us in Scotland on pre-season. Uh, and obviously we paid all this money for him. Blackburn had paid all this money for him. And the first three, two or three pre-season games, it was one of them. Whoa. <laughs> what, what? What have we got here? I swear to God, it was a, what have we got here? Because there was no, oh, I see what the three millions for. The three million... Came out in the first game at Crystal Palace when he scored two wonder goals on the first day at Crystal Palace. In the second half, when he went bang, bang, and we went, oh, that's what it's all about. And from that moment, he was untouchable. He did not stop scoring. Well, it's not so much the the not stop scoring. His confidence was at an unbelievable high. And if he was in a better position than you, you give it him. And that's either the midfielders, the wide players, myself, any of us. If we, if we, if he was ahead of us, you had faith in him and you would give him the ball, as you would with most players. To be fair, if they're ahead of you, but definitely Shearer. It went through a spell where I think people were making fortunes at Blackburn on the the first goal scorer because that was in the days where then the betting was just starting, and people, fans, and I don't know. Uh, associates, parents, and people like that. First goal scorer, Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer, Alan Shearer. You could not lose. Oh, man, away. It was just unbelievable. Bombshell when he um, done his knee on Boxing Day in the first season, Uh, and it took six to nine months out. And who knows what would have happened in that first season that we were in the Premier League. We finished fourth. We finished second in the second year, and we won it in the third year. Who knows what would have happened if he'd have stayed on after Christmas, it's all it and books, but he, he was untouchable, untouchable. Just going back to pre-Shearer,
0: um, now they're in the second division, Blackburn, and they paid, was it 1.1 for you, well, a record at the time, yeah. I think, for the most expensive player outside the top division, so... Yeah. Did you did you know then? Obviously, speaking to was it? I mean, the staff that what they were looking to try and achieve in the, in the next coming years with.
2: Well, it was Kenny who signed me from Everton, and I signed because it was Kenny Gallaghers, Blackburn. The the money had become available in the summer, Um I'll think of the manager's name in a, in a minute. I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful, the Scottish lad, um, Mackay, Don Mackay oh, was the Don Mackay. manager at the time and he contacted Everton because he had all this money available and the first the first people he went for was Lineker because they had they had proper money available he went for Lineker and Lineker took it the wrong way in my opinion he saw it as a bit of a slight and and said as though I would join Blackburn Rovers now you don't say in my opinion you, you don't say that you say I'm flattered I'm flattered. He was at Tottenham at the time. I'm flattered, but I'm I'm at the top. I'm in the top division. I'm playing for a top club. I'm playing for England. It's not the right thing. I don't know how you could not take it as a compliment. Anyway, they then went after Sheringham. I think he was at um, Forest. Not, yeah. And, and then they come for me. It was at, at Everton. And I knew at the time that that Howard Kendall, who just come back to manage Everton, was in two minds about me, wasn't sure about me. And he'd been a he'd been a ma- uh, manager of Blackburn uh, before he came to Everton. So he felt obliged to to let me know and, and do the right thing by Blackburn, by making me aware of it, and said, Look, they've got a lot of money. And I was never one to be swayed by the i worked hard to get it to to Luke and play in the first division, to get back into the first division with Everton who were a massive club and there was no way I was dropping out of the first division at the time to go to eighth bottom of the second division at Blackburn but I said to Howard Kendall I said out of courtesy I will go and speak to Don Mackay. and I went and spoke to him and we never I spoke to him for an hour and a half at the Haydock Thistle uh, on the M6 we never mentioned money never mentioned a penny he never mentioned money And I never mentioned money. And he said to me at the end of that, I said, it's not right for me to do it this time. And he said to me at the end of that meeting, he said, well, perhaps if you're not getting a regular game at Everton in six weeks or whatever, at the end of September, we might come back in for you. I said, Don, please do. You know, please do. Anyway, Don was sacked after about, I don't know, September-ish, October-ish. And they put Kenny in. And it just became a totally different ball game then because Kenny Dalbys had been my hero since I was 11 years old. And uh, it was a it was a no-brainer. As I said, I'm not going to be disrespectful to Don McKay, but I seen Kenny attracting different types of players to Blackburn. Um, and, and Kenny didn't try and do it all at once either because we were in the second division when Kenny became manager, eight, eight from bottom. So we done it gradually. It was it was like a, a revolving door every Thursday you, you put C Fax on to see who, who you who Blackburn had signed. <laughs> said to you, no, honestly, you they signed a new player, Gordon Cowens, Colin Hendry, uh myself, Alan Wright was the first, then Colin Hendry, then myself, then Gordon Cowens, Roy Weggerly. Uh, there there was one coming every every week. But the best thing he did, um Kenny, because he's a, a clever fella and, and a wise Fella, is he didn't discount anybody that he had in his squad, and he still give everybody who was at Blackburn a chance, and that allowed the uh, Jason Wilcox, Mark Atkins, who I forgot to mention, who was a great yeah. centre midfield player, great in in the title winning side. But he didn't. But he only came in for the last eight games of that title winning side. He was there for for a lot longer than that. But Mark Atkins played the majority of that season in centre midfield with Tim Sherwood. And he had some engine on him. So he gave the opportunity to people like Mark Atkins, Jason Wilcox. Mimsy was there in goal. He didn't make wholesale changes and disrupt a team and and disrupt the club. He had the the vision to say, we're going to have to do this gradually. But in that, once we got up into the Premier League through the playoffs, Shearer was the one. Ripley, he signed Ripley. Shearer, uh, somebody else as well, Henning Berg and a couple of others but Shearer was the one that changed everything.
0: But oh, you just awesome. touched on
2: it there Kenny being your
0: hero I was just going
2: to quickly yeah. just go back
0: to the Leicester when obviously Everton come in for you was you a little bit disappointed that it wasn't the the red of Liverpool? <laughs> I got a
2: phone I got a phone call to say sit by the phone the the old the old um, Chief Scout was Ron Yates, who used to play for Liv- uh, Liverpool. Centre yeah, the centre-half. And he yeah. rang me dad and said, sit by the phone. And I'm not saying I, I was close to signing, but I was sitting by the phone for, <laughs> for about 24 <laughs> hours. Uh, and uh, they signed Rush back from Juventus. They signed Rush back from Juventus. And Colin Harvey rang a day or two later. And I knew it wasn't going to happen at Liverpool. And I said, yes, that's the closest I'm going to get to going home, playing in the Merseyside derby. I didn't even have to think about it, but I don't know how close I was, but but the chief scouts had told me dad to tell him to sit by the phone. Uh, and you had to in them days because you, <laughs> well, you didn't have a phone, you didn't have a no. So I was sat by, the, sat by the phone for 24 hours in Northampton, yeah. And um, going back to centre forwards. Yeah. The, I, I touched on Steenie, Um and, and Steeny would play in, in a 4-4-2. As I said to you, you wouldn't have 4-4-2. You never have two no. up front. You always have a player. Or in my 4-4-2, if you haven't got the ball, you would always have one dropping back to be a nuisance in midfield or try and nick it off their midfield players. That sort of position that Steeney played. Um, I played for Blackburn when Shearer came. I played a little bit deeper, if anything, to what I was playing when Speedy was playing with me um dropping off getting the ball threading shearer in you you would always have players you know never never too up front it would never be too up front but the other player that i would obviously mick Harford, was like unbelievable as a centre forward well i wouldn't in my side i wouldn't have a shearer and a mick Harford yeah. because they I wouldn't say they were they wouldn't say they were exactly alike but I know you mean made from the same stuff in terms of how hard they were um, and how difficult they were to play against. Uh, Mick obviously wasn't as quick as Alan and didn't get as many goals as Alan. But who did? You know what I mean? Yeah. Who did? Uh, but but when from the day I went, the day I arrived at Luton and, and started playing up front, whether it was with Mick because Mick had a dodgy knee and Mick was in and out of the side at, at the time, particularly in my second season. Mick was out for a big period of that t- time, but from when I joined and you're playing up front with Mick, it's like you, you don't worry about anything. You don't, you don't worry. Well, yeah, what well, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying about shotting uh, shotting shot and, shot and yeah. at the rigs. I, I, I take one look, I take one look at them, and I, I just look over there to Mick, and I go, I've got, you know, if you want, if you want to take me on, you've got to take him on as yeah. well. So, no, that, that, that's what he was like. True. You know, and, and, and and although they were hard, they weren't stupid. These players, you know, they, they, they weren't stupid. They were uh, they were old fashioned centre half, but they weren't stupid. And you just felt like you had a freedom, not a freedom, but, but no one could hurt you. Yeah. you know, not like you with with Mick, and I had that same feeling with this lad who I have picked up front to play with, or in in the in the team with Shearer. I, I had the same feeling with him when I was at Everton. When I joined Everton and I scored all them goals that I scored until this lad got injured and my goals dried up. I got my knee injury, obviously, that, that helped drive the goals up at Everton. But this lad getting injured and going out of the team obviously had a massive effect on me because there was nobody like him to play alongside um, when I was at Everton. I'm going to think about it. he's similar to Mick, I would have thought a
0: little bit more mobile. You right. to bit me. more mobile sorry Sharp?
2: sharpie little yeah. bit more, little yeah. bit more mobile scored 100 not goals for everton was always their number one center forward in the in the days of uh, 80 winning the league in 85 yeah. winning the league in 87 I joined in 89 and I missed I missed the, the, the peak of that team because a lot of them were over the hill. I wouldn't say Sharpie was over the air, he wasn't. I'd say he was around his peak at the time. But uh, a lot of them were on the way down, uh, or had, had reached their peak and were on the way down, if if you like. So that team was breaking up. But he was always the number one choice in Howard Kendall's, alongside whether it be Adrian Heath or Andy Gray or whoever it was playing up front with with Sharpie. Sharpie would be number one on, or the number nine on the team she first in that side. And I understood that when I got to Everton, I understood why that was because he had everything, as you said, mobile, he wasn't, he wasn't a giant, but he was good in the air. Yeah, he was. Uh, he had a massive spring in him. He had a good touch. He would bring you into play. He would flick it on for you. He uh, was another- goals. On, like, big goals. as well. Big, yeah. Big, strong, hard Scottish lad. That would, be, that would be my side, yeah.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. And who would lead this um, yeah. band of merry men? Which manager? Who's the best manager you've ever worked on or ever played on?
2: Uh-huh. Uh, well, I, again, I'm biased in in because, Yeah. Yeah, biased. It, it's hard when they say you, you shouldn't meet your hero and all the rest of it. And a lot, I'm sure a lot of that is true. I'm sure there are lots of occasions where people have met their hero and they've thought, hmm, not quite what I thought he was, but he, he was everything that I thought he was, you know, very unassuming, never talked about what he'd done in the game. Didn't have to, everybody knew what he'd done. He, but but he had that, he commanded that respect. He he joined in, uh, in that period of time where there was a player coming in every week and he was getting to know, he was still quite a young man. You know, he was only just about 40. He used to join in the training sessions, um, if, if I was gonna ask you about R5, oh, Marvin, could you have players that you trained with? Because he used to I used to t- play with him on every Friday morning against Kevin Moran. And if, if obviously if you could have players you trained with, he would have been in it. Right. Have had to, uh, oh, oh, absolutely brilliant. Just light years ahead, light years ahead on the pitch. But it, as I was saying to you, he commanded the respect because of what he was as a player, but he also he got his own respect because of how he dealt with players and the respect that he gave players. Because he didn't walk in, he never walked into that black, black room dressing room and said, I'm Kenny Dalglish, I've won this, I've won that, I've been manager of Liverpool. He, he looked at players, he weighed players up and he gave them all a chance, every single one of them a chance. And he, he told them, do what you're good at, which is one the best lesson that I've ever, ever, ever had as a manager. Do what you're good at. If you're good at that, make sure you do it. Yeah. And and that was the best. Obviously, I played under great, uh, good managers as well, like Howard Kendall, who was a, who, who built a team at Everton and and had done everything, uh, and was an absolute mm-hmm. gentleman. Uh, pleaty. i was gonna say, what about Pleaty? Yeah. He signed you twice, didn't he? He signed you twice. No. No, he didn't he sign P- me. A, no, he came to Leicester after I, I was there. Oh, Le- really? He oh, OK. To Pleaty, Pleaty signed me at Luton. Then he went to Tottenham in, at the end of my first season. Uh, that's when John Moore took over. And then uh, Pleaty, when he left Tottenham, he come to Leicester and I was at Leicester at the time. Already there. He, wasn't okay. the, he wasn't the same manager, not for me, at Leicester. Because what I was saying to you before about picking the team, is the hardest bit. It is the hardest bit. Pleaty got his track suit on and did more coaching than than. Well, he didn't do any coaching at Luton when I was there. He just picked the team and made you feel good. And and what I say, what, what, what I mean by making you feel good is, um, obviously being picked in the side should make you feel good. But we knew the times where he had to get you to one side and tell you early that you were playing, because he made you maybe have doubts about what happened last week or whatever. So, give so he you was that coaching list.
0: more at Leicester than, was he?
2: Oh, totally coaching at Leicester. He really? Been, he was totally coaching. He was on the training pitch more than that. Uh, he was never on the training pitch at Luton, was he? he well, not No, not in but, my day, and but funny you
0: should say that, because when he must have come back to Luton after Leicester, he wasn't, he wasn't on the training ground that much. It was John yeah. Moore doing it again at Luton.
2: Yeah, well, well, when John Moore was doing it, when John Moore was manager, John, we never seen John, never come out the office. It was like a, it was like a standing joke, Where, where's, where's the manager? Um, but John, John was clever enough to pick the side, the same side every week. And when you, when you, when a change is forced upon you by injury or suspension, which it is, I'll give you that, it is more these days than it was then. When a, for, a change is forced upon you, you put your best player that you've got to play in that position that you are missing, so that you're not moving in from there to there. Square pegs, round holes. Yeah, exactly. That's right, Andrew. You, you are you. I, I had Howie on here a little bit, and um, it was either yesterday, I put it on yesterday, or this morning. I can't remember. Um, And he said, we knew what everybody else was doing in that side. Well, in all the sides that I played in, the best sides that I played in, you knew exactly where people were. No, no. I mean,
0: again, you're spot on what you're saying. It wasn't a case about, well, how did you get on this weekend? Did you win? Did you lose? It was who's the next one? Who's the next one coming through? You used to say to me, who's, who's the yeah. next kid who's going to, and that's, yeah. that's how it should have been. That's how it should be. I mean, which I, which, it was great for me because it was like, yeah. it wasn't about winning FA Youth Cups and all that stuff. It was about no. who's the next one coming through. Yeah. Who's the next Kevin Foley? And obviously, yes. I, I mean, I, I remember the time well, when the, you um, first
2: saw Curtis Davis. The, um, when, I mean, you, well, Curtis, Curtis was the first one I saw because it, he was running uphill.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, I only over 20-30 yards. And I, I said to Steeny, who is that? <laughs> because I've never seen I've never seen anybody over that sort of distance, uphill gr- going up. It was like watching a, a horse, honestly. And it, obviously at that time he couldn't edit, he couldn't kick it, he couldn't trap it. Uh, and I'm not being I'm not being no, you're not, who, no. um, now. Uh, he, he would tell you that himself. But he had so much enthusiasm and, he, and a fantastic attitude um that he had to play. We had to get him in the side somehow. So awesome. you're choosing so you're choosing Kenny as your as the manager to the got, Yeah. And what well, I haven't got to choose an assistant and a physio. No, no, either. no, no. I, mean, are you team, I mean it's I know managers.
0: Using the YouTube, so so listen. The last thing, one of the thing we, we asked you, because obviously um the connection is Luton Town. What I mean, it's eighteen months you was there. You've you've explained to us what was your most memorable Luton game and why. I mean,
2: playing. Yeah, Well, it's got to be Liverpool last night. I don't, the hat trick. I think that's it because. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the Cup game was brilliant as well. But, but we, we played them three times in the FA Cup, don't forget. We played them in the snow at home. Uh, yeah. We couldn't get up to Anfield, which they, they want. you can imagine, because Anfield was full. There was, yeah. there was fans outside Anfield. And we, we tried to get a plane up from throw that morning when we woke up and the snow was everywhere. We tried, because we weren't going to get there on the coach. Um, I mean, it was bad planning, if anything. Because what you would what you're doing not going up the day before Anfield. I know. But but they they planned on going up on a coach on the morning of the game and sleeping in the afternoon. Uh but we got up and there was four foot six six foot of snow. So it was one of them, right? Ring the plane, we're going on the plane and then and there was no way the fellow was taking off, didn't care where we were playing, he was not taking off at Inthrow. So it's we've got a game at Anfield, mate. I'm sorry, there's there's a runway full of snow here. Uh, you're not going. So it was one of them. So we played, and we played at Anfield, a replay. That was another nil-nil, and then we went back to um Road and beat them three-nil. Steeny killed one in the top corner. Nick scored a penalty, and I got a, got the third one. But scoring hats against your your boyhood heroes in in a league game and beating them four-one. It's just I can never, you could never imagine that happening ebb so that's got to be the game yeah
1: fantastic
2: right. excellent
1: and what just, is it just the so Luton fans as well yeah. sorry Mark, you go no
0: you say, it, you say it no you're going
1: to say the same the thing Luton fans like, and, and a number of other fans from other clubs and things obviously um don't hear much from you in the media don't hear much from you um, at all really Mike um, what is cool. it you're up to these days yeah uh, do you
0: want to be well, back in the game do you want to get back involved
2: yes Yeah, well, obviously, that's why I went to Saudi Arabia. That's when I I went to uh, Wrexham for six months with Graham Barrow, which obviously didn't work out. Um, But any opportunity that I get to get back in, I will. Obviously, it's working against me, what I said about corruption. Um, Unfortunately, that's the way the world is, the football world is. But I do believe that everything goes around full circle and there will be opportunities. And... uh, not for one minute do I regret what I said. I stand by everything that I said. Um, I I could have possibly moved on from Luton, but I thought at the time signing, committing myself for another four years was the, the right thing to do because I was in a job that I liked. I was in a job that I liked, and I was in a job that I was that I was enjoying. Uh, now that's not being that's not not being ambitious because I was ambitious. But, but I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say ambitious is a ambitious is the wrong word. I, I I've always wanted to be successful as a player and as a manager. Success. Um, I want to win, and I don't like getting beat. And be, I would never knock anybody out the way, which is a lot of what goes on. And I think that that's ambition. A lot of I'm a bit wary of people who, who are ambitious because they'll knock people out the way, particularly in the football world. And um, I thought I could do more at Luton. I, I certainly thought. In the, in the first year that we got into the championship, if I'd have been backed a little bit better then, we could have knocked on the door uh, of the Premier League without a shadow of a doubt. Because the improvements that we made in going from League One to the championship, just by adding a couple of players and then again moving on, I, we didn't get the backing. And the backing, unfortunately, was promised the, that was promised to me, didn't materialise. And it turned into sell all your best players. So you can't you've either gotta start again completely, which they didn't give me the opportunity to do. And I won't go into the to the ins and outs of the people who sacked me because this could turn into a three or four hour uh zoom and it will get what what like
0: that like, means six hours. It means <laughs> six hours
2: six hours, <laughs> six hours and if I'd, if I'd have wanted to say stuff um, I would have said it by now and that's why you don't see me in the media and that's why you don't see me on podcasts I come on this podcast because it's to talk about football and because I know you Marvin um, and I'm not, not being disrespectful no, no, no. No. Andrew but, but I know Marvin I won't go on any podcast and talk to anybody about my career in football uh, or management um, there are certain things that I would like to keep a lid on for the time being, um, and I believe that, firmly believe that I that I will manage again at some some level. There, there are good people who st- who are still in the in the in the game and running football clubs, and it will run them honestly. There is no chance of me getting a, f- a job at a football club that is not going to be run honestly. No chance. So so it's um, that's why it will take time. Um, but I firmly believe that I will be given a chance at some stage. Excellent. Well, nearly, like we'll, I mean, we'll I, I, lie, I yeah. can honestly say, look, I mean, I worked with you
0: at Luton, and if you got a the US national job, I wouldn't mind uh, helping out <laughs> with you there. Hey, one hundred percent. Stranger things 100%. have
2: happened, Marvin. I know. Somebody, I know. Somebody texted me completely out of the blue. Did I tell you this? No, yeah, I only, you didn't. No. This is only in the last twenty-four hours. No, Do you didn't. No. You tell me this to go. On, go we, honestly, have you ever thought of a job in MLS? Right, but I've thought, yeah, I've thought about a job everywhere. I, I would work anywhere to work in football, absolutely where any any level, any country. And um, and within within an hour or so, I'd I'd, I'd also uh, read an email, a job advert from the US, and it was only a university. It was only a university job, and I I was on the verge of applying for it. And this lad I, I sent me the text, have you ever thought, and it was such a coincidence that I, re- I, I text the lad back and I went, wow, what a coincidence. I've just read a, an advert for a job in the US. Oh, you're better than that. Let, leave it with me if, I, if you've got my permission. I swear, this lad's not an agent. This is right. just a lad I played I play cricket with in, a, in a, a Liverpool cricket club, going back 40 years now, and... Um, Yeah, 40 years. Really? Honestly, leave it with me. Leave it with me, he said. Leave it with me. And I've gone, well, go on. What have I got to lose? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to lose. So there are people who I've worked with and there are people the likes of Steenie who who I had a fantastic relationship with. And uh, it's a crying shame that he's not involved in football at the moment. And, And particularly at Luton, which he gives so much of his career to, and uh, you, you, you will never know how influential he was in, in being behind me in, in what went on in them three years. He was, he's somebody that you can trust one million, I know that doesn't make sense, but one million percent. And, and, uh, and Luton through and through, a great judge of a, play, um, great judge of a player and character and uh, he was, he was massively influential in everything that went on while I was there. Uh, him, Kevin Feedy, who I work with at Hartley Pool, and I, worked, I took to Saudi Arabia, uh, Marlon Beresford, who I took as a goalkeeping coach. These people who obviously believe in me, uh, I believe in them as well. And they, they firmly believe that, that it will happen again. doesn't matter how old you are. Or I, I don't feel old, and um, and, and the game's still the same, and it always will be the same. And as I said to you before, I will never be brainwashed by this technical stuff or moving people around chalkboards or, and whatever, and how you set your team up and all the rest of it. If three of your players don't turn up on that day, it doesn't matter how you set your team it's about It's about who turns up, who's playing well, who's not playing well, making the right decisions and the right uh, changes, whether it be to your team or whether it be to your team during or in the game. That's what managing is about. Managing is not about setting your team up or being cleverer than the other manager. If you've got better players than them and all your players want to play on that day, you'll beat them. That's what football is about. Excellent. So thank
0: you, newly for coming on and being a guest on My best 11.